Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everyone. This is... Hey everyone, this episode of the Patriots Board is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Christopher Price, the Boston Globe, and in this episode of the Patriots Report, co-host Chris Hogan and I discuss the latest on the team, including the path forward after Sunday's gruesome loss to the Saints the future of Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, and we look ahead to this weekend's game against the Raiders. Before we get to that, I want to take a second to just acknowledge what I'm calling the weirdness of this season. The weirdness of this season. I think it's been a strange start for anyone around the team this year, and I'm predominantly talking about the fans and the media. I went back and forth with a bunch of people on Twitter last night, and it got me to thinking, kind of just hashing things out. I feel like and I should explain that my father was an Episcopalian minister for 40-something years before he retired a few years back. I feel like I'm comforting people, taking confessions maybe from fans, kind of walking them through their grief. Because when you're used to nothing but winning for 20-plus years, going through a 1-4 in four start, you lose two games by a combined score of 72-3, to three, that can be jarring. And look, when you have a championship mindset, these types of things can be a struggle. It can be tough to take. I get it. Let's just say this too, man. It's hard being a fan. It's really difficult sometimes. You invest so much time and money, and really you deserve a payout for that. Not financial, obviously, but that's one of the reasons why you should hold your team to a high level of expectation. You just should. That's part of being a fan. So I get people being upset with Mac, with Bill, with Robert Kraft. As someone who's a sports fan, I get it, man. I really do. Fan part of me, the fan part specifically, not the sports writer part, also acknowledges that part of that experience just comes with ups and downs. It's the nature of sports and being a fan through good times and lousy times and sticking with a team through those lousy times can make those great times all the better. I mean, I've heard a million stories from you guys out there about the great times, really that the folks who go all the way back to Gillette Stadium, or I should say the folks who go all the way back to Foxborough Stadium, to Schaefer Stadium, heard a million stories about the great times they've had over the years, mainly because they went the Andy Dufresne route, you know, crawling through hundreds of yards of you-know-what before getting to the promised land, sitting on metal bleachers in the cold, watching really lousy teams slog through just hellacious seasons with crappy coaches, crappy owners, crappy players. Look, it's all there, and that was one of the reasons why Super Bowl Thirty Six. In every Super Bowl since then, all the wins, that's one of the reasons why this ride has been so great. Sports writer, pardon me, look, I, you know, I, obviously I can't escape that, has found it fascinating this year to be back on the beat on a number of levels. It's been fun for me to be able to get back out and talk with players, talk with you guys, hear some stories, but I've also had to readjust my expectations. And yeah, it's been a weird year for me too. It's been, frankly, a little disarming. 
I tell you, being in that locker room after that game in Dallas, I mean, that was really something else. That was a relatively new experience for me. This is my 19th year on the beat. And for so long, I've written about a dominant team and a dominant franchise that just steamrolled the opposition. So this team is a new challenge for me, which as a writer is really interesting. I'm just fascinated to see what happens next. What happens to Bill? What happens to Mac? What happens to Robert Kraft? How do they try and figure out a way to reassemble things? Hit the reset button. Who's involved in it? It's just a really interesting landscape for me as a writer and a podcaster and just kind of a general observer of the team. So what's the biggest takeaway here? What am I trying to say? I, I'm not honestly really 100% sure. I guess I just needed to acknowledge that this new reality in a lot of ways presents itself as a unique and challenging time for many people who focus on the franchise, both for fans and media, just because things are so different than they've been for the better part of the last 20 years. And I can tell you, in my experience, my pledge to you as someone who chronicles this team and will continue to chronicle this team and their ups and downs on a daily basis is I'll try and stay as consistent in my coverage as possible. And I hope you guys keep reading and listening and telling me what you think. Okay, so with that, let's get to Chris and the latest All right, Chris, I don't think there's much point in discussing X's and O's after that loss, the shutout at the hands of the Saints. So instead, I'll ask you, where do the Patriots go from here? Tough, man. I mean, <clears throat> it, watching that game on Sunday, it was it was disappointing, you know, just to see uh, a, a number of different things. I mean, I expected New Orleans to come in um, and play well. I thought they were, you know, I, they're, they're a good football team. They're a well-coached football team. Um, it just, it didn't seem like a team that, had any sort of energy on any side of the ball um, defensively. I know that they, they struggled, you know, we had another pick six, you know, there's not a lot of energy and momentum to build off of, um, you know, they lost a couple of key guys. So I think maybe there was some, a little bit of expectations for the defense to kind of figure out how they were going to operate without Christian and without Matthew. Right. So, uh, you know, that was one element of the game. It's just the, you know, the offensive, obviously me being an offensive guy, and playing offense and playing in that in New England and playing in that in that offense for three years. It was it was it was disappointing, I think, is the best way to describe it. Um, there was didn't seem like there was any energy. Um, it didn't seem like and I and I'm not going to call anybody now. It just didn't seem like there was any leadership, mm-hmm. um, you know, after it was just kind of going through the motions, it seemed like. And we talked about it at length, what we needed to do on offense. And that was to not turn the ball over and it just turned the ball over. And mm-hmm. that's just, you're just going to lose football games. And, but I think the most disappointing to me, and I've played on these teams before, right? Where guys wide open in the middle of the field and ball gets overthrown. Ball gets missed completely bad throw timing was off, you know, whatever. And you just, 
as a player, you watch the reactions a little bit of the guy that it was intended for, or you see on the sideline of how, like, is anyone interacting with each other? Is anyone talking with each other? And, you know, you see the guy, you know, the receiver kind of ball gets thrown over his head and it's just kind of, eh, you know, mm-hmm. like probably knew it wasn't going to get to him, you know, or just hangs his head and, you know, just walks to the sideline. And I started seeing that on Sunday. And, you know, to me, that was just a sign of a beaten team mm-hmm. um, with zero confidence. And to me, it's just disappointing. You know, like I, I've played in that offense. I played for Bill. You know, I've played with those guys on that team. Like I know what some of those guys are capable of. And, you know, my expectations obviously are going to be super high for them and, and for New England in general. Um, but it was just, you know, it just didn't, there was no energy there. You know, it was just kind of like, we're just going to see what happens. And, mm-hmm. you know, I expected a lot from Mac and I just didn't really see any sort of leadership from him. Um, keeps making the same mistakes. And that's something in the NFL that's, you can't do that. You know, you can't be an NFL quarterback and, and win football games. You keep making the same mistakes over and over. I keep coming back to the phrase lifeless, listless. You you talked about lack of energy. And I think at this point in the season, look, it's, you know, we're, we're early, man. It's mid October. <laughs> yeah. And this thing could, could get worse. It could look, who knows what could happen at this point. There, there's certainly no indication that it's going to get better. I mean, the trade deadline is October 31st and I don't think you can wave a magic wand and just kind of fix it by plugging one new guy in. It's not like they can trade for whoever. I, w- I went back to the idea, you know, back in 2012, I think it was, they traded for Keeb to leave, and all of a sudden the defense got yeah. noticeably better. Yeah, There's no one coming to save them no. at this point. It is the no. 53 guys in the locker room. It's the coaching staff. Now, Bill has hinted at some possible changes. We don't yeah. know now what those might be, but one of them, honestly, at this point is a change at quarterback. So I'll ask yeah. you, do you bench Mac Jones right now? Uh, I mean, I think last week I would have said absolutely not. I think after this week, I, I would say that that's hundred percent on the table. I think, listen, I've been, I've been in that organization, right? I've been in that facility after losing a game. Uh, certainly not by this much and certainly not consecutively. And um, certainly not really, we had a much better football team, you know, when we were there, but I've been there, right. I've been when we've lost and it's like someone literally came in there and kicked your dog. Right. And it was everyone in there is just has the expectation is super bowl or it's a failed season. I understand how bill operates after losses and how he tries to pull some stuff out of, you know, the expectations of his players and, and how to prepare for games and, what he's going to do to guys when they're, when they are making mistakes in football games, he's going to call them out. I don't think that these players are responding to that right now. It just seems like to me, if the meetings are going the way that they're going, it just seems like to me that all these players just, they look, just look defeated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we're, there's no, like the confidence, there's no confidence in, in what they're doing right now. That's what it is. You know, it just seems like there's no pop, right? There's no pop at the off, you know, in the offensive line, there's no, urgency to get the rock and and like you know try to break through the line there's no urgency of trying to go after a ball or or make a completion down the field it's just it's kind of just rolling it out there um and i don't want to speak for the defense because i think the defense has been playing well you know they had to deal with injuries and that's 
you know, playing against good offenses, man. I mean, it's you can't. I'm not going to expect the defense to hold teams to you know two scores a game. That's just not can't do that. You know that that would be unrealistic. Um, and I think that defensively, you know, they're going to figure it out. You know, I think that they still have good players on defense where they can they're able to keep this team in games. But on the offensive side of the ball, if you're playing with no confidence and and there's no confidence amongst each other, yeah, what what are we playing on Sundays for? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the, you, you use this phrase twice. And as someone who came back on the Patriots beat this year, I, I find myself wrestling with this from a, from an analytical perspective. The expectations, yeah, I think, are different now. And I said this to someone, and it's the first time I said it out loud, and, and it just kind of was odd for me. They're just like everybody else. This this is what This is what the NFL has yeah. had to deal with. For the la- this this is what the rest of the NFL this is what life has been like for them for the last twenty years that level of uncertainty week to week game to game play to play quarter to quarter you're never quite sure what you're going to get especially when you go up against a really good football team and the expectations now I think for this Patriots team in 2023 are far different than they were two three four five years ago. Uh, I mean that's very very obvious. You know I mean I think you know everyone wants to talk about new england you know without tom brady right and the impact that he had on on that football team you know as an organization and been there for a long time and he brought guys wanted to go there and play for him and guys wanted to play for him um because of obviously what he did as a football player and the amount of preparation and effort that he put into it um and there, there is, there's that guy is not there anymore, and I, I don't know if, you know, sitting in in you know you could I could sit through that bad ball film on a Monday and understand that I'm being coached because I made a mistake or I made a mental error, and I could accept that because I'm a professional, and I and I put accountability on myself and and my teammates put accountability on on me if I'm messing up during a game that we put a lot of time and effort into. But I also could go back into that locker room knowing that all those guys had my back and that we were going to put in that work, you know, the next week. Tom, if I messed up a route, we were going to do extra reps. We were going to watch extra film to make sure that that didn't happen again. And I, I just don't see that. I don't see that happening. I think you have a lot of younger guys on that team that really don't know how to lead uh, on the offensive side of things. And. Um, you know, I know like David Andrews is still there and I know that he can, he can take that offensive line underneath his wing. And I know that he's in their ears, probably constantly daily reminding them of who we are as, as New England Patriots and how we perform on Sundays and how we prepare. Um, but you know, you see guys getting beat left and right on, you know, on the edges and without it just seemingly like zero effort, mm-hmm. you know, that, that to me is that, that stands out to me. You know, you have guys that are just jogging down the field after a ball is overthrown and then just walk into the, you know, over to the sideline. Like that stands out to me. Does that there's no confidence again? Like I know I keep saying that, but it just doesn't seem like everyone, all all 11 guys on that side of the ball are really meshing together. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've really figured out like what's the what's the personnel grouping that we want to run with. You know, where there's so many different guys. Like I think at this point of the season, put your best 11 out there. If you don't have faith in a guy that's going to be out there, like let's get him out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have to get a little creative here. Yeah. And yeah. start run, start doing some different things for people to that haven't prepared for because right now the basics and all the stuff that we've run over the course of the last two decades is not working. Right? And that's that's a problem. Like we're going to have to I'm not saying go back to the drawing board and recreate the 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 wheel, but you're going to have to start doing things that, you know, these guys can do. You know, holding on to the football is not one of them. We're two just things. making too many making mistakes. Two two things, and I'm glad you brought up David Andrews. One of the things that we talked about after, I think it was the second loss where Mac just after the game, staring into his locker, just yeah. this vacant look on his face. We got in the locker room, and David Andrews is great with us after the game. He's the first guy out. He always talks. He got back in the locker room, and he was doing the same thing. He was just staring straight ahead. He had his head in his hands. And when you get a veteran like that who's been around for so long, just looking like he's at the end of his rope, yeah. you start to question the the roster. You start to question where you are as a team. You start to question the direction of the franchise. It, it was a metaphor for, I think, something bigger in that moment. Yeah. You know, it's the expectation level is just because of the – of the history of, of new England and what they've done in the past is never, I don't think is ever going to change. And mm-hmm. especially when bill is the coach of the new England Patriots, the expectation level of the players and the performance that he does year in and year out is never going to change. So almost we got to put, we got to put it on his shoulders, right? L- listen, your team's not performing and we're keep making the same mistakes over and over. You you know how to rectify this, and you know the guys that you need to put in these positions to to win football games, or just not make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? Not turn the ball over, catch the football, hold on to the football. Like these are all things that you, that you preach and practice daily. Like put those guys out there. I'd rather see eleven guys on offense that are busting their balls every single play, trying to make the right play. Than eleven guys that just kind of, you know, whatever, you know, and and make them make the mistakes and just kind of walk back to the, to the to the sideline with zero communication with their team, dude. If we if we made if we had a three and out early in the game, everyone would be going up and down the sideline saying we got to clean this expletive expletive up because we're better than this, mm-hmm. right? This is not the New England Patriots that puts in so much work in the offseason and and know who we are as a football team. But I don't see that. You know, just again, like, you know, you know, to, to hear David, you know, kind of be like that. And I know how vocal of a leader he is after being there. I mean, guy was a young, young guy when I was there, and he was voted captain my second year and third year there, you know, because he was such a voice. And I'm sure that he's struggling with the amount of younger guys and new guys that are there that n- don't necessarily know how we've been doing things in New England for, you know, two decades, you know, and how we win football games and play into the postseason. You know, it's again, you know, I think we talked about it last week. Take a long, good look in the mirror, man. You want to this a lot for a lot of for a lot of guys. This could set up the rest of your career. How you perform and how you and how you handle this adversity, being in New England and playing the rest of the season, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, 
you could just continue to do what you're doing and this film is never going away and people are just going to turn this on you know free agents guys that are moving on guys that are going to get traded and be like well what what happened here you know like did what like why what's with the effort what's going on or you could just flip the script put your best effort forward and we could sit here on a, on Monday and Tuesday morning and be like, well, you know what? The, the boys, they, they played freaking hard and they played a good game and they didn't turn the ball over. And I'm never going to I'm never going to criticize effort or I mean, la- you know, but lack of effort and just kind of going through the motions. That's different. You get paid to play a football game one, you know, on a Sunday to go out there and perform. If you're not doing that. Why are you out there? We discussed this via text briefly, but I'll ask you here now. What is Bill Belichick's immediate future? Specifically, if they go to Vegas and lose on Sunday, could his job be in jeopardy? Bill is the head coach of the New England Patriots for now until he doesn't want to be. <laughs> I I believe that very firmly. Um, I I will say this. I've been in an organization where they got rid of a, I I don't want to compare him to Bill Belichick, but I've been in a place, his name was Ron Rivera and a guy that had taken back-to-back teams to a to NFC championships and won an NFC championship and quote unquote, turned that whole franchise around. And I was in a place where he was got, he, he was fired midway through the season. And I will tell you that that team was a, was could not recover from that. Could not. Mm-hmm. No one, no one, everyone loved Ron. And you see what he's doing in Washington. He's doing a great job in Washington. He's a good football coach. You can't get rid of Bill. Bill is, he is New England right now. And we have to believe and, and trust that he's going to be able to make the changes and do what's right for the for his football team and to put the best guys out there to try to win a football game. You know, it, listen, th- there's not one game on the schedule that's that's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It never is. And, you know, now you're going on the road to Las Vegas to a coach that's been there for a very long time, to a quarterback who played for them, to multiple guys who played for New England. Like, they, they know the game plan. They know what's going on. Josh knows what, what Billy O is going to call, and he knows how they're going to be defended. And, and they have they have all of that. I mean, vice versa as well. Um, but I mean, I, I have a lot right now. I have a lot more faith in, in Jimmy Garoppolo and how he, and how he plays the quarterback position rather than Mac. You I want to ask he, about the Raiders. I, I want to ask yeah. about the Raiders. So kind of hold on to that thought about Jimmy, but yeah, I have in relation to bill and his future, I have a path forward and I want to run yeah. this past you. I mean, they're not out of trouble this season. Yep. More of a long-term thing. Robert Kraft goes to bill this off season. Let's say bill finishes the season the head coach, Robert Kraft, goes to him and says, you need to get a GM in place. Yeah, And so they sit down and they come up with a guy. I just, I was spitballing the other day. I tossed Lewis Riddick's name out there mm-hmm. as a possibility. Someone that they can both agree on who has say over personnel. Could Bill ever give that up, even for someone that he might like? Um, I mean, I would say regardless of how this season turns out, I, I think, I think Bill has to do a little bit of, 
you know, self-reflecting as well of, of how well he can, you know, manage a football team and put the, you know, get more personnel and more guys in the building. Um, I think that's why, you know, I love Nick Casario when he was there, you know, I think Nick and, and Bill had a very good working relationship where they both worked very well together. You know, Nick obviously was what did a lot of the numbers and, and the contracts and everything, but was a very, I, I believe he was a very big part of bringing guys into that into that locker room. I think that because there is no element of a guy in there that you want to play with, who I just you know I'm not going to name him anymore. You need to get good players in there and make sure that they want to be there and want to play there, right? There is no more. I want to go to New England and take less money because I want to go to a Super Bowl. You know, I don't think that's the conversation anymore. I think it's, you know, you're going to come to New England, you're going to play, we're going to play good football, and we're going to put, you know, good guys around you, and we're going to, you know, try to bring the best personnel into New England, you know, to win football games. Um, I don't think that there's 11 guys on offense that are necessarily, that's, you know, that's the case right now. Um, you know, Jacoby Myers is a perfect example of that. Yeah, what we, what we saw last night, look, we're recording it here on Tuesday, October 10th. And as we sit here right now, watching that game last night, I I felt like they made a mistake in swapping Jacoby Myers for Juju Smith-Schuster, basically. Yeah. I mean, Jacoby was a guy that no one knew about, worked his tail off to get to where he was, was a good football player, was a guy that wanted to do everything right every single play and make the plays when it came to him. And... You know, I mean, I credit the kid for going to the Vegas and and getting what he was, you know, what he was worth. You know, he's a good player. He did. But like, did we get the same player in Juju than we did in Jacoby? Doesn't really look like it. You know, Jacoby was a guy that probably played 60 snaps a game. You know, Juju's what? 20? Let's say not at 60. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not a lot. Yeah. And... Again, also like was he is Juju? It seems like for the most part, he's very he still is a locker room guy and and wants to be there and is saying all the right things and waiting for his time and opportunity, which I which I respect. But I would I would say that I've heard how Jacoby was and you know quiet, you know hardworking. You know those are the types of guys that you know you want on your team. You know that you can that you can count on. I just don't think there's a lot of guys right now, especially on the skill side of the ball, that you can count on to make plays. Last question related to Bill. Your old teammate, Julian Edelman, went on with Colin Coward yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday and said that Bill needs a little help when it comes to finding offensive skill position players. What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I I watched what Julian was saying, and I I know he was was, – you know, going back to our previous, you know, draft picks and and the guys that have – you know, really not panned out to, to be anything. Um, and I agree with everything that Jules says. Um, I, I've been around this game long enough to know that it, that's a first round draft pick, or I know why he was drafted in the first round. Um, and I, I, I think that, you know, I know that there's a certain type of player that Bill's looking for. I know there's a certain type of attitude and culture and that, that he wants to continue to build and, and keep, um, which I don't think, which I think he can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Bill should, should absolutely look for some help to get those guys, those types of guys in there. 
You know, you need some help on the on the outside. You need some help in the backfield. You know, you got these are all good players. These are all guys that belong in the NFL. But right now, it's you know, I think everyone's just kind of pointing fingers, waiting for someone else to step up and make a play, and and no one wants to do that. So, all right, let's let's look look. Sorry about that. Let's let's look ahead to the Raiders. What do you see yeah. from Vegas that stands out? And you mentioned this before kind of alluded to it how similar are they to new england in in the way that new england operates at least from a scheme perspective yeah i mean i think jimmy you know like you know like tom and and the offense that we used to run you know balls out of his hands pretty quickly um they're gonna you know they have josh back there in the backfield they're gonna do a good job of um you know play action um you know establish you know their run pass game i mean they have guys you know they have one of the best receivers to play the game on the other side of the ball they have jacoby they have hunter you know they have jimmy you know guys that are all very capable of playing very very good football um and can make a lot of plays um and big plays too so you know i think that i don't think that uh, um mcdaniel's is going to waste any time with changing anything that they're doing. I think the ball's going to be in and out of Jimmy's hands and he's going to get it into the hands of the guys that he knows that can make plays and he's going to put it on them, you know, and, and, you know, the way that the things have been going, I mean, they're going to watch the Dallas game. They're going to watch new Orleans. They're going to see what worked. I mean, they're, you know, it's copycat league. They're going to do exactly what they're doing, you know, because this is also a team that's still trying to, you know, I would say, need to win football games right and um this is a big game i mean especially for your head coach you know going against your former head coach uh so much relationships you know on both sides of the ball um so i think you know the i think jimmy and and josh are, are going to sit down this week you know they're on a short week so they're going to just be reco- you know a lot of recovery this week after playing the monday night game so I would expect them to come in pretty fresh, you know, into Sunday's game. New England's got to go all the way out to the West Coast. So that's a, you know, a long travel for a team, especially for a team that's not doing so great, at, you know, at home or, or away, you know, away. So, um, you know, again, again, I think, I don't think Vegas is going to try to do anything spectacular in, in, in their game planning. I think they're going to do what they do best. Um, Ball's going to be in and out of Jimmy's hands, and he's going to put it in the hands of his guys that can make plays. You read anything into the idea that Bill switched around the off day? He gave them Monday off, and now they're back in the facility today. I know Tuesday is their traditional day off in the National Football League. Yeah, And I was trying to think of, okay, logistically, they need to account for this. Or is it just a matter of them hitting the reset button and saying, look, get out of here for a day. Let's put this behind us. Let's try and figure out what went wrong. You know, the old 24 hour rule and just kind of focus on the challenge ahead. He's been, how long has he been doing this for? Actually, I have not, I have not read. No, this, this was, this was this week. This This was this, they, they flipped it around. There was only bill was available to the media on Monday. There were no players. Players were given the day off today, Tuesday. They're in the building now with a focus on the Raiders moving forward. Um, I mean, I think, listen, these guys, obviously their, their mentality is, as is at an all time low, I think, uh, especially coming off back to back losses like this. 
And I'm sure even Bill himself probably needed some time to just reflect on how he wanted to approach the team as a whole. Uh, Cause you know, uh, you come in Monday, emotions are still very high after a win or a loss. And, and that can, you know, directly affect how you're speaking to a team or how a player is going to react to, you know, either losing or winning a football game and being told that they did things wrong. Right. So maybe this was just a little bit of time for him to, to, to reflect on it, to figure out how he wanted to approach the team going forward and how, you know, they should move on with whatever they need to do. Maybe he needed to take some time to really think about his, the personnel and what they want to do moving forward. And, you know, the players had off, but I'm sure the coaching staff didn't have off, you know, so I'm sure they were in there and grinding and working away just like they normally do and working on Vegas and figuring out what the heck they need to do to get this, this football team better. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with what he did. I think probably this team needs, a needed a break from this game. And, and I'm sure his message really was we're, we're at game five. You know, we've not played good football. We keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And these are mistakes that are going to lose football games. If we want to have a competitive football team and we want to go out there and be competitive and not continue to lose football games the way that we're losing, then everyone needs to do a little self, you know, reevaluating and how they approach the week, how they prepare and whether or not they want to be a part of this organization. You know, this is still the New England Patriots with a lot of history behind it. When you wear that jersey, yeah, you're playing. There's a name on your back, right? But you're still playing for New England, you know, and you carry with that a lot of really, really great players with a lot of really great history of playing very good, fundamental, sound football. And I think you need to I think all those guys need to really think hard about that. This is not a team that's had a lot of changeover. Right. This is not a team that's had different head coaches over the last 10 years. This is a team that's been very, you know, winning football games Mm -hmm. for a very long time. There's no excuses. We're not making excuses. Play better. Chris Hogan, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Take care, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks, Chris. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.